I've just got a belief that God wants us to live in the supernatural and that we should live there really the whole time. Like Adam and Eve in the garden. Just imagine, it says there that they were just enjoying the, the wonderful fruits of everything that God had created. And then God used to come down every day and commune with them and talk with them at the end of the day. They lived that way. We don't know for how long, but for quite some time. In imagine, unimaginable joy and, and reward and just closeness of fellowship with God. And then they did something unbelievably dumb. They fell into sin and disobedience and rebellion against God. And the Bible says that they were, when they sinned, they were banished from the immediate or the personal presence of God. And when they did, when they sinned, something on the inside of them died, that closeness of fellowship with God. In the fullness of time, of God's time, Jesus came, the Bible tells us, when, God, when God's time was up, Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth to restore what had been lost, everything that had been lost. God sent his Son into the world to restore the broken fellowship with himself. And Jesus came to show us the heart of the Father. Jesus, the Bible says, is the full representation, the absolute representation of God. If you want to find out what God is like, just have a look at Jesus at what he did and what he said. That's how we learn about God, like we know, how we know what God is like. So Jesus lived for 33 years and then he died a cruel death on a Roman cross, unjustly accused, the most innocent man that ever lived. And he was crucified as a, as a common criminal on a cross. And it was a central part of God's plan to restore, restore humanity. History records all of these details, by the way. So after three days, he rose again and he ascended to his Father in heaven. But before Jesus went to the cross, and this is the point that I want to get to, he promised, Jesus promised that he would not leave his followers without someone to go with them, to stand alongside them. And in the longest recorded conversation that Jesus has with his disciples. You can read about it in the Gospel of John. It says these words in John chapter 14. I love this. John 14, it says, I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. You know him already because he's been staying with you and he will even be in you I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming back. Jesus, the Son of God, is talking here about the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, I'm going back to the Father, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send someone here with you. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, is going to be here with you. Perm the permanent presence of God with you in this place. Jesus is promising to send the Holy Spirit. So just as Jesus walked and talked every day with his Father... And reveal the heart of God to the world. The Holy Spirit is God in you. The Holy Spirit is God in us. So that you can be a representation of God in the world in exactly the same way. That's what he wants us to be. And I just love this thought. So how does this work? It works in a number of ways. And I want to share this with you today. The first thing is the Holy Spirit with you today. 
And there's a great scripture in Matthew 18 that says that when people come together with a genuine desire to seek God, to follow after, after God, it says that God has promised that he'll be there with them right there in the midst. He said, I'm going to be there with you right in the midst of you when you come together in, in my name. And I like that thought that the key word there is together. When, when believers gather together, even if two or three, it says, are gathered together in my name. When you gather together, in God's name, it says, I'm with you right there. The Holy Spirit is with you. So he's with you at that time. God is with you. The second thing about this is the Holy Spirit in you comes inside of you. And I want to read the rest of that passage from John 14. Because it says, in just a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to become alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my Father and you're in me and I'm in you. It says, Jesus said, I'm alive and you're about to come alive. If you've had that experience today, you know what I'm talking about. You know what it means to have God on the inside of you, to have the Holy Spirit actually in you. We call it being born again or being being brought alive in God. The Bible uses the phrase being born again. It's when a person becomes a true follower of Jesus. You know, when you know that God is on the inside of you. I want to say that, that you cannot have that experience. You can't know that you are saved, that you are born again without the Holy Spirit, without the action of the Holy Spirit, because he's the one that comes on the inside of you and makes you come alive. And then more than that, he also, the Bible tells us, uh, bears witness or he shows us or he speaks into our heart and shows us that we actually belong to him. Years ago, I was thinking about this and I've, I've always been fascinated by what, what makes the difference. Uh, Neil was telling a story before about a guy who met Jesus and had this radical, amazing conversion experience and was healed of a, uh, of a, uh, of a sickness or, or a, of an accident that was impossible in any other human way. He was, life was radically turned around. And I've met that guy, and you know, it was just incredible. But what happens when you see someone like that who's met Jesus and their life has been changed? How does that actually happen? Well, it's when the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of them. But, but I, God spoke to me and said, there's two things about this. One is a decision that you make, and the other one is an experience that you have. Because some people make a decision. They say, yes, I, I, I agree with this. I, I want to be a follower of Jesus. But they haven't yet come to the point of really having that supernatural encounter with God where they know that he's on the inside of them. And there are some other people that have a supernatural experiences. Maybe some, uh, they, they feel some fuzzy feeling or, or maybe they sense something of God or, or whatever, but they never go on to make a concrete decision and say, I'm staking my claim the rest of my life. I'm going to live for you, God. I made an absolute decision today. From this day on, I'm going to follow you. It needs both. You've got to make both of those, a decision and an experience. When that happens, you know the Holy Spirit has come on the inside of you. Romans 8, 15 says, God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. I think there's a great example of this in the Bible in, in Matthew chapter 3, where it talks about the baptism of Jesus. And it says that Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist. And it says, the moment that Jesus came up out of the baptismal waters, it says the skies opened up. And he saw God's spirit. It looked like a dove descending and landing on him. And along with the spirit of voice, this 
is my beloved son and I am fully pleased with him. Can you just imagine what it would be like to know and to believe that God was fully pleased with you? Just think about that for a moment. Is, and I'll ask you the question, is God fully pleased with you? Well, what, do you what do you think about that? Do you think he is? You know, you know, when Jesus was baptized and his voice came from heaven saying, this is my son, the son whom I love, I'm fully pleased with him. You know, this happened before Jesus did any of his miracles. He hadn't ever fed the 5,000. He hadn't, hadn't ever uh, healed anyone who was demonized and, you know, possessed by evil spirits. He hadn't healed anyone. He hadn't done any of the great humanitarian works that he did. He hadn't done any of that stuff. And Jesus, the Father, says, I'm so fully pleased. You know why? Because you're mine, because you belong to me. And I want to tell you today, friends, God is pleased with you. More than that, he's fully pleased. If you know Jesus, if you've asked him into your heart today, he's fully pleased with you, not because you're a great person, not because you've never made any mistakes. If there's anyone, anyone here never done, done anything dumb, stupid in your life, maybe, yeah, okay, well, that, uh, God bless you. God bless you. That's amazing. No, never, yes. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay. Is there anyone, I didn't say ever. I said, if I said ever, I would expect every hand to go up, right? Okay. But if there's anyone who's never, never done anything stupid in your life, who's never sinned against God, I don't expect any hands to go up because we all have. We've all done things that we're not proud of. We're all thing, we've all done things that violated God's best intentions for humanity and for your life. But he doesn't love you and he's not fully pleased with you because you're a fantastic, wonderful person and you've never made a mistake in your life. He's fully pleased with you because you've got Jesus on the inside. And the Bible says, we read it before, he said, you'll know that I am in you and you are in me. When you are in Christ, I want to tell you, he is fully pleased with you because you are in Jesus. That's what I like. He's fully pleased. With you. He is fully pleased with you. Let's say that together. He's fully pleased with me. He's fully pleased with me. He is fully pleased with you today because of Jesus. The Father has given the Holy Spirit the key role of speaking into your life and saying, you are mine, you're my child, I'm fully pleased with you. That's what the Father in heaven is saying over you today. But you know what? God is not content with merely a relationship with you. That is to be in your life. What he wants, what the, what the Father actually wants is to be overflowing in your life, to be so, for you to be so filled with God to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that actually your life will overflow and impact the lives of others. That's what this is about. I'm talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit today. When you know that you are so full of God that it overflows and other people's lives are actually impacted by that. Let's read from Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. When the Feast of Pentecost came... They were all together. That was just like a harvest festival, okay? Just a, a festival that they had every year. Uh, they were all together in one place without warning. There was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. And it filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There's a key scripture that talks about you know, the experience of what we call being baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
or being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll know it. You will know when God's presence comes upon you, when God's power comes upon you. And I, I, don't, I don't ever want us to treat this as some kind of a box to be ticked, you know, where we say, oh, yes, well, I've, I've been born again, yes. I've been baptized in water, yes, tick. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've spoken with other languages, tick. You know, I've, I've had this experience, tick. I'm a member of the church, whatever that is, you know. Uh, God doesn't want, and God doesn't care about our boxes, okay? We can tick as many boxes as you like. God doesn't care two hoots about them. But what he wants to know is he wants to fill your life with himself so that you will know that he's on the inside and he's filling your heart and flowing over the outside of your life. That's what he wants. He wants to know that today. He wants you to be full of him today. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened on this day when the Holy Spirit came down and filled every one of them. The first thing is it was a supernatural experience. It was absolutely and utterly supernatural. These guys and, and women were not imagining this. They were not um, acting. Uh, you know, if you read the rest of the story in Acts chapter 2, I encourage you to read it. It makes it very, very clear that people who were observing this thought that they were drunk, actually. They thought that they were, you know, intoxicated in some habit. Um, Peter, one of the guys, the leaders there, stood up and said, hang on, it's too early in the day. We are not, in, these men and women are not intoxicated, as you're suggesting. They are full of God. This is, this is a supernatural thing. God was upon them in an amazing way. And these, I want to tell you that these early disciples, uh, you know, they'd heard about the Spirit of God coming upon people in the past. There were some isolated examples uh, in the Bible, like uh, Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. So they knew that maybe there was some way that when, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you know, that God will somehow fill you and give you the ability to speak and you know, to prophesy. But they'd never seen this before. They had never, ever seen it before. And the fact is, they didn't know what to do. The reason we know this was not contrived the reason we know it was not just some mechanical thing that they'd worked out is they didn't, no one knew what to do. They'd never seen it before. It had never happened before. And my purpose today is not to show you how this is done. I'm not going to give you three steps on how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit or how to speak in tongues. Just do it this way and then maybe it'll happen. I'm not going to do that. Because it's got to be a supernatural experience. When God comes upon you and you know that the Spirit of God is filling you, you will know you've got it. It's a supernatural experience from God. I, I just love this story. I, I was, um, heard a preacher of a, it's a, large, a large Pentecostal church. He'd been a Baptist pastor for many years before that. And, um, and so he was hungry for God. He was, he was expecting more and he was praying, believing God. Actually, he was believing to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but he'd never received it. He'd never, uh, he'd never had that experience of supernatural languages or, or being able to pray in, a, in a, a language he didn't know. And, and so he was just praying, praying about this. And one day he was just going into a shopping center. He was walking down the middle of the shopping center and all of a sudden the Spirit of God came upon him. And I don't know whether he fell over or not, but I remember him telling this story. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God just hit him and he just began to speak out in supernatural languages in the middle of the shopping center. Now, I want to tell you, friends, that was not contrived. He didn't, he didn't think that up and say, I'm just going to go and show a few people a few things today. And he didn't, it wasn't, that wasn't it at all. He wasn't expecting it even right then and there, but God came upon him. It was a supernatural encounter, an amazing 
experience that he had. And God does that. God does that. He wants us to understand this is a supernatural thing. Second thing about it is they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I love what it says. They were gathered together in one room and the Spirit of God came upon them and says they were all, all filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just a couple or two or three or half of them. All. They were all filled. And the reason why this is important for us, it's important for us to get a hold of the fact that the promise, the Bible says that the promise is to you and to your children and to all of those who live a far away. You know, people in faraway countries have exactly the same experience. This is not just for you today. This is not just for people who are, you know, good living Christian people or anything like that. This is for people who've got a heart that's open to God and he says, I'm going to fill you right now. That's what it's, that's what it's about. Third thing, it opened the door to an explosive period of church growth. You're going to receive dunamis or dynamic power or you're going to receive Holy Spirit power when when God comes upon you. And what will happen is you'll be a witness to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the outermost parts. He was saying that when this happens, one day soon, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you're going to open your mouth and you're going to be an incredible witness for me. That's what happens. Because when this happened, this, that, this day of Pentecost, after this, the church just exploded. Even that day, it says 3,000 people got converted, became, got saved. 3,000 people, it says, and joined the church that day. It was amazing. Shortly after that, there was another 5,000. Uh, it was just incredible, the growth that had, took place in the church when they received the Holy Spirit. I'm looking for that today. I'm looking for that right now because I think God wants to do exactly the same thing today. Can you imagine that happening in Toowoomba? Can you imagine that, you know, one day the Holy Spirit fell upon people and, you know, there was so much noise, there was so much commotion that maybe someone walking down the street, they saw, what's that noise going on in that little building? They came and stuck their head in the window or whatever. And then they got on their phone and said, hey, have you seen, you've got you to come and check this out. This is awesome. Down in the bottom of Jones Street, text, you know, Facebook, it's coming. Hang on, before 10 minutes, there's the cars pulling up. Before long, you know, there's people hanging out the windows, looking in the door. What is going on in this place? Could that happen of course it could happen because god is has not changed the holy spirit is exactly the same today jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever and the last thing it was never ever intended as a one-off experience because paul the apostle wrote to the church at ephesus and he said i want you to go on being filled every day with the holy spirit and then he told them how he said singing to yourself in psalms and hymns and songs of the spirit you can exercise that gift of supernatural praying and singing in your spirit and as you do it becomes a flow in your life a continual flow go on being filled every day with the holy spirit like i said at the start this was never intended to be an occasional random isolated incident but i think god wants us to live continually in the presence of god continually in the supernatural this is real life folks this is this is life that flows from god you know if there are parts of your life that are stagnant if there are parts of your life that are not growing if there are parts of your life that are unhealthy i just want to say get filled with the holy spirit get filled with the spirit of god and you will find freedom you will find release you'll find the holy spirit working in your heart and bringing freedom in your life the holy spirit is a gift and the bible talks about the gift of the holy spirit and the promise of the father is there a right time to receive the baptism of the holy spirit sure 
You know, the right time is, when is that time? Right now. Right now is the right time to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to open my heart. I'm going to breathe in of you. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Let him touch you. Let him fill you today. If you're hungry for God and you want more of God in your life today, let him fill you. Let him come into your life. Maybe we can, let's all stand. Let's all stand. Thanks. Thank you, Juliet. Let's all stand in the presence of God. And I just say, if you've never received that fullness of God today, if you've never known that Spirit of God coming upon you in a, in a supernatural encounter with Him, there's an opportunity right now. And uh, we're going to pray for some people as they come. They're going to believe for God just to touch you and fill you to overflowing with the Spirit of God today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It's your breath. It's your spirit. It's your wind, Holy Spirit, blowing through this place. It's your wind blowing in this place today. Spirit of God, touch every life. Touch every heart today here, I pray.